0: Then you would go to the fair and you would go to the House of Mirrors. And as you go to the House of Mirrors, you will walk by each mirror. One mirror can make you look big. Another mirror can make you look tall.
1: Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our mind. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God.
0: Thank you for being with me today. I'm so glad you are here. Hope you had a beautiful day. Today, we're going to talk about something I think everybody needs to know. But first of all, I want to back up. Last week, we talked about what's on your mind. I hope you have understood that attitude determines aptitude it takes you to a higher altitude so whatever your mind set is god cares about it whatever is on your mind god cares about whatever is on your mind because you can cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you the topic today is a powerful one childhood trauma adulthood drama This is so important in society. I am a childhood trauma certified facilitator, teacher. I have been studying this um, for a long time. I have experienced a lot of that myself personally. I am teaching this in different spaces and places to help people to navigate what happened to them back then has a lot to what they're doing now. What happened to them is more important than what's wrong with them. That means what's wrong with you and what's wrong with me. So today as we discuss childhood trauma, adulthood drama, I wanna share about how you can respond to adversities that you experienced growing up. They call it ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. The doctor that did this study many years ago, Dr. Vincent Faletti he said adverse childhood experiences are the main determinants of one's physical and emotional health. ACEs have a significant impact on a child's cognitive ability. That is so important. When a child grows up with adversity, the brain and nervous systems are a concentrating on survival and not intellectual pursuits just imagine a grape I love grapes I love the red grapes I like green grapes but if you put a grape and you put it in your hand and you put it between two fingers and you slowly squeeze the grape what's going to happen? you can say something you're not crazy if you're by yourself and you respond to me It's all right. (laughs) You're not crazy. Guess what? If you squeeze that grape, eventually it's going to make a mess. It's going to splat. This is what happened to so many people growing up. When a child has been under persistent, inescapable pressure and stress, they are going to act out. And to them, it's normal to act out. It could be in school. It could be with street in the streets. It could be with the friends. It could be an attitude of rebellion, an attitude of I'm not going to listen. Attitude of eventually connecting with the wrong group, gangs. They could be in drugs. They become an alcoholic. Uh, they just could be a bad individual, but they're not bad. It's just normal for them to act bad because they have been under persistent inescapable pressure just like squeezing a grape and their life is a mess so i'm gonna help you today and give you some tools and equip you with some things that can help you to respond to adverse childhood experiences rather than react to adverse childhood experiences The first thing is this. You have to understand how you think mentally. People have a tendency that have been impacted in that uh, state of being. They develop what we call toxic thinking. Some people have said stinking thinking. They may have bad self-talk. What are some examples of that? What are some, right? Some people call themselves stupid, dumb, not smart. They will never learn They never get a break. They cannot pass the test. They'll always be this way. Nobody likes me. I never make friends. Why is that? Because they feel disconnected because of what happened to them. They could not filter what happened to them at four years old, five years old. I remember Maya Angelou. Everybody may be familiar with her. Maya Angelou, uh, she was molested at eight years old by her mother's boyfriend. And her mother did not believe the daughter. When the daughter said, Mom, this is what happened. So Maya Angelo went to the library and she immersed herself. Back then, it was the black library. So she immersed herself in books. Then she read all of the books she could in that library. Then she went to the white library. They allowed her to go in. She immersed herself in books then because she had to release some things because her biological parent, her mom, did not believe her. The guy eventually went to prison. Uh, They said he died later on, but she became a person of resilience. She figured figured it out how to bounce back. She became a poet, an author. She became an activist, an actor. She has accomplished so many things because of what happened to her and she realized she was better than that some people may talk to themselves and say in a good thing you some I want to give you some positive self-talk right I am able I will overcome my past I am a finisher I am loved by God God forgives me because I've forgiven myself I may make a mistake but I am not a mistake I have the power to change my mind. I believe what God's word says about me. I have many reasons to be positive. Children grow up, if we teach them to be respectful in their talk to one another, they're gonna be respectful as an adult. If we don't teach them to be respectful in how they talk to one another, they're gonna be disrespectful as an adult. So our society need buffering parents to help combat adversity. One of the things that's important is how we think. The other thing is this, we have to have sober thinking. In other words, I want you to know you must have a sober self-image without distortion. Romans chapter 12 tells us not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think but we must think soberly. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. When you are sober, you can see things as they really are. However, when one is drunk or high, everything is distorted, right? Time, smells, sounds, debt procession, all of those things are not as it really is. So people must have a sober self-image. That's going to help. So the attitude is here. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly. A sober self-image is a realistic self-image, and it begins with recognizing your strengths and let them motivate you. I know what I'm strong in, and I know what I'm weak in, and I thank God for my strength. Ma'am, sir, I hope that you thank God for your strength. And whatever you're strong in, find a way to help somebody else. Help others with your strength. If you are a great listener, find a a pathway to listen to other people. If you are a great encourager, find a way to encourage others. Those are your strengths. Some people are not a good Walmart greeter, okay? (laughs) You go in Walmart, they're frowning. So some people are a good greeter. They have a great smile. That's a strength. Some people have an incredible frown. You don't want to hang around them. But you got to understand your strengths. A sober self-image recognizes areas that need improvement as well. You got to recognize your weakness. I remember in Pensacola as Florida when I grew up, I went to the fair. We call it the fair. Then you would go to the fair and you would go to the house of mirrors. And as you go to the house of mirrors, you will walk by each mirror. One mirror can make you look big. Another mirror can make you look tall. Another mirror can make you look skinny. Yeah, I was already skinny, but I wanted to be taller. My life mission is to be 6'6". Six, six. You know, I'm 6'1 a half, give or take. <laughs> but I used to love to see those mirrors, but the carnival mirror distorts our perception but doesn't change the reality. So we got to realize we have to connect with others in the areas we are strong, but we have to connect with others in the areas that we are weak. We all need somebody that we can look up to. I call it a mentor. It could be a leader figure, a mother figure, or a father figure. You got to recognize what you're weak in so somebody can help you in your strengths. You are connected and you can bless others. In your areas of weakness, you are connected and being blessed by others. So you are constantly being anchored in reality. Trauma. Another thing I want you to know, how trauma or stress can affect you emotionally. It can make you subject to quick and extreme mood swings. It can cause you to be prone to anger, depression, anxiety, and fear. Because when a child uh, experiences adversity and they are under persistent stress or traumatic Experience It can flood their body with various stress-related chemicals that change the architect of the brain and nervous system. That is powerful. Some people just don't know that. Whatever you know, you know it. But what you don't know, you just don't know. We are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. The Bible tells us. So I don't want to be lacking in what I should know. I want to be equipped and what I need to know. So I'm here today to help you to be equipped in what you need to know about childhood adversity, about trauma. We all have experienced some level of that directly or indirectly. Because ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, can affect you physically. Important physical effects are associated with ACEs. I'm just gonna uh, share with you a few of them Some of the primary physical effects, brain restructuring, can occur during the development of brain and it's flooded with stress and fear hormones. Many people that has a high level of ACE scores, and there's a survey, I'll talk about that later, but maybe not in this uh, show, but in the coming weeks, they have increased resting heart rate. That means your heart rate is above 100 beats it's almost like you're on a treadmill but you're not it's almost like you're on the edge and you're so nervous but you're sitting down your heart rate is so high because you're sitting down that's not right and that's not healthy obviously there's a lot of people that have high blood pressure nervousness and stress can wear your body down and cause mind body illnesses skin problems, asthma ulcers back problems, fibromyalgia, headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, and wandering headaches and pains. These things are real. Secondary physical effects, the adoption of health risk behaviors, are smoking, drinking, drugs, promiscuity, thrill-seeking. All of these things can lead to physical problems such as lung or liver disease, HIV, STD, that was heavy back in the day, And heart attacks. You got to know that these are the physical effects of being under inescapable, persistent pressure. Think about it. If you're just tuning in, it's almost like being squeezed. Like you squeeze a grape. Our life has made a mess. But I'm going to show you how to turn what's been a mess into a message. And you're going to be in a better place.
1: Dr Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833 833- 435 8022. That's eight three three four three five eight zero two two. 435 8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program.
0: No matter where you've been, there's always a message from your mess. God will give you a message that will help others and it can turn into a ministry. You can go from a mess and you'll get a message. I'm giving you a message today. And hopefully, you can overcome the odds, which I know you can, and your mess becomes a message. And guess what? You're going to have a ministry. A man by the name of Dave Lockridge, Ace Overcomers, when he was in his seventh grade, felt intimidated by his second period algebra teacher. They did not get along. First period class was fine. But when the bell rang to go to the second period, Dave got stressed. By the time he walked to the algebra class, he had a rash. When the bell rang again, he left for the third period class and was rash-free by the time he arrived. This cycle continued for over three months. Why is that? Because it was adversity. It was something he was experiencing. And I want you to understand the power of being impacted by adverse childhood experiences. It's not always clear, but the more you live, it will become more clear that you need to address it. The next thing I want to share with you, I already talked about, you need a sober self-image. If you just tuned in, I'm glad you're here. God wants you to have a sober self-image. You have strengths. You have weaknesses. Trauma can impact you emotionally, physically, But one more thing I wanna share with you before we continue. Spiritually, you can be impacted by adverse childhood experiences. There's so many people today are angry. Guess who their anger is toward? It's God. You may not think so, but yes, people are angry with God. They're bitter toward God because they have, or they could have a lack of faith. But what happened to them was real. And I'm going to say this, and i will going be very straightforward. Bad things do happen to good people. Some people have this question. Why did God allow that to happen to me at five years old? Why did God allow that to happen to Maya Angelou? Nobody knows. One thing I do know, God didn't do it. People have choice. Free will, we call it. People choose to drink and get behind a car. God is not going to stop that man or woman from being intoxicated and get behind a car and go hurt somebody. People have choice. And you and I have a choice today. Not to be bitter, but we can be better. Not to be angry, but we can find a place of contentment and peace. Hebrews tells us this. Beware of the root of bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12. It will affect you and other people around you. If you have a lack of faith, you will tend to be calm or will you tend to be nervous during the difficult times? If you have a lack of faith, I don't know if you're going to be calm. You may find yourself on the edge. You may find yourself nervous when things get worse because things in life may not get better. They could get worse and they could get better, they could get worse. That's the cycle of life. Life can be like a roller coaster. Sometimes we up, sometimes we're down. You know, I used to really like getting on roller coasters. I remember when I was stationed in 4C, Oklahoma, my wife and I drove to Texas, and we got on a roller coaster. I was just throwing up my hands and the the wind was blowing through my hair. I did have some hair back. Okay, I still got hair. You can't see me though, but I still I still have some. We got to understand how life can be. But despite of our roller coaster experiences, you can trust God with every detail of your life. You can know that God cares about what you're going through. Your physical, your emotional, your mental. Those things are important to God because he wants you to be healthy in every way. He wants you to be healthy in your thinking, in your choosing, and in your emotions. Bitterness can be very destructive. I used to be bitter. Listen to me. I'm talking about me. I don't know you. You know me maybe but i used to be angry and full of bitterness when this takes place in your heart i'm talking about not in your mind but in your heart when it's really been embedded in your soul it will impact every area of your life relationally with friends with your spouse with your children in your career you have to understand that you can trust God with every detail of your life as you move forward. My responsibility to you today is to help you to understand how not to react to what happened to you, but how to respond to what happened to you. Because now I'm giving you the tools, I'm giving you the equipment, I'm giving you the knowledge, because knowledge applied will elevate you Knowledge not applied may frustrate you so I got rid of bitterness I got rid of anger because the Bible tells me don't hang around an angry man when I read that principle it was so powerful to me because I wanted to be around people I am a people person I really don't meet a stranger but I have grown from anger because anger is one thing letter short of danger you don't want to be in that dangerous state of thinking you got to move forward because God is a God of progress instead of digress God is a God of moving forward instead of living backward I know one principle in the book of Philippians Paul said forget about those things that are behind and press on toward the mark of the high calling because what happened to you and I was bad but there's better days ahead We may not lose memory of what happened to us, but we don't have to focus on it. When I say forget about those things, that means God's plan is for you not to focus, not to concentrate on it, to lose sight of it. You know how sometimes somebody's at your house and they're pulling away in the driveway in their vehicle and you wave to them, bye. They're a good friend or a family member. That's what you want to do to all of these issues. You recognize that it happened, but you want to say, bye-bye, goodbye. I'm a new person. I'm going in a new direction. Physically, spiritually, we have to not be bitter, but we got to get better because God loves you. God cares about you. Another thought I want you to know, socially, socially has been a problem with so many people that are experienced adverse childhood experiences bad social modeling poor example to others distorted view of what is normal you don't know what is normal because it's been distorted you continue the cycle of adverse childhood experiences because you think dysfunction is normal self-absorbed disconnected with others that is not god's best but You are where you are, sir. Ma'am, if you're listening, I am here to help you to get better because the truth will make you free. There's so many people that are discombobulated socially. They're disoriented socially. They don't know who to trust because they don't even trust themselves. They They don't know who to connect to because they don't feel worthy of a healthy connection. How do we respond to all of these things? I'm going to give you some solutions. How do you respond to adverse childhood experiences? It's controlled by your mind. Number one, your mind. Your mind must be renewed. That means you have to think right or think rightly. The Bible tells us, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. So many people have been conformed through circuits, patterns, and habits. Things that have happened, have put a person or man or woman in a place of a pattern and things that are repeatedly done becomes a habit. So the first thing you need to respond to be able to control what happened to you is starts in your mind. God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but God has given you the spirit of power, love and a sound mind. Second Timothy tells us that we have to take on the mind of Christ in the book of Philippians. You can do this. I want you to know, as you're tuning in now, you may be just tuning in, but you can overcome the odds. Whatever has happened to you, don't have to stay with you. Whatever has happened to you, don't have to stay with you. You can leave it behind emotionally, mentally, and you can press on toward a bigger mark in life. The next thing is this. How you respond to adverse childhood experiences is your heart. Who has your heart has your mind. Who has your heart has your life. The principle tells us in Matthew, love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. That encompasses all of you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I know childhood trauma impacts your life in adulthood. That's why I call this childhood trauma, adulthood drama. You don't have to live in, a place of drama you don't have to stay in a place of trauma you can overcome by responding with your mind by loving God from your heart remember God cares about you he knows the condition of your soul he knows how you're thinking he knows how you're processing the past and he wants you to press on to a better place the third thing is this you respond to adversity with your mind, with your heart and with your spirit either you are dead in sin or alive in Christ your spirit must be reborn my question to you I don't know who's listening are you born again it may be your opportunity to see God from a different light to see his son what he has given you, Jesus God has given his son and his son has given his life, For you and me, he died. That's love. You may need to give your heart to God by accepting his son, Jesus. The Only thing you got to do is open your heart, open your soul and receive him. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, your life will be better. You're not going to be in the best place yet because that's progress. You go from bad experiences to better days and you're going to find yourself in the best place. How you respond to adversity is controlled by your mind, your heart, and your spirit. You have to know that today as we go forward. God has a plan. God has a purpose. What happened to you is not the end of your story. There's so many people today that are struggling because of what happened as a child. They're struggling relationally, financially, physically, emotionally, And spiritually, you can discipline your mind to think on right things. That's a powerful solution. Think on right things. Think on good things. You can guard your heart and give it to the Lord. The Bible tells me in Proverbs chapter 4, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. So guard your heart, but give your heart to God and God will keep your heart. You can glorify God in your spirit because you belong to God. That means you got to implement spiritual disciplines, prayer, study God's word, being in the right faith community, and leaving things behind. Childhood trauma does not have to be adulthood drama. Thank you for being with me today, and I'm glad you're here, and I hope I have helped you. Next week, we're going to talk about having God's word in your mind and in your heart pays off every time. I look forward to seeing you then.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida 32073.